I hope you've been enjoying the series as much as I have. We have had the pleasure of bringing the series to you and are so appreciative of Tanya Talega, who is back with us this week again. Over the past four weeks, we have been highlighting the seven truths of the Anishinaabe people uh, through a audible podcast series called Seven Truths. Um, and Tanya is back. Welcome back, Tanya. Thanks for having me. Now, you are a part of Makwa Creative. Uh, tell me a little bit about your production company and, and how this came about. So Makwa Creative was started almost five years ago by by me. I was actually, um, I was at the Toronto Star and I had this uh, dream of creating my own media company, a, a company that would be for Indigenous people you know, something that we could have so we could tell our own stories in our own way. And so that's why I sort of took a leap and I, I did it. And i um, very grateful to have done that because we did this podcast, uh, Seven Truths, and it's one that I, I love dearly, you know, and this is exactly it. I mean, like, no, I know things are different now, but five years ago, if I was to go to somebody and say, hey, I want to make a podcast based on the seven grandfather teachings of the Anishinaabe, I'm not sure I would get a lot of takers, but we persevered and, you know, we had a great partner in Audible who said, yeah, you know what? Sure, let's let's do that. Um, and the reason why they did, too, was because of Seven Fallen Feathers, my uh, my first book. Okay, this week we are zeroing in on the truth of wisdom. And uh, you feature uh, an incredible man. Uh, his name is Michael Curlew. Tell us about Michael. I love Dr. Curlew. He is a really, really amazing guy, you know. And um, he, he took a last-minute residency in Sioux Lookout, he was, you know, he was a, a medical student. He is Jamaican-Canadian. And he didn't know a lot about First Nations people at all. And he wanted to do his residency somewhere else. And that place wasn't open to him. So he decided to take this residency in Sioux Lookout. Mm-hmm. And he gets there. And he actually couldn't really believe what he was living. You know, this was over 13 years ago. And he gets to a town that is quite small, you know, 4,000 people, primarily white and indigenous. And he finds out that there is, there was an Indian hospital in the city. And he was, you know, he was there to go work at a hospital, but he didn't know about the existence of this other hospital. And it just closed in the late 1990s. And actually, you can still go and see it. It is, uh, it was called the Zone Hospital in Sioux Lookout. It's still there. And they still have the clinic hours posted on the front door. And Dr. Curlew soon found that things weren't as they seemed in Sioux Lookout, right? That the fact that there was an Indian hospital there, the fact that 
so many people had to come from remote flying communities to come to Sioux Lookout to see a doctor, to get an x-ray done, to see a specialist, and that there was this Indian hospital. You know, it showed him that what was happening in Sioux Lookout was apartheid. There was a separateness. There was two different um, societies. There was two healthcare systems, two systems of education even. You know, the kids were coming in to go to school because there was no school for them where they lived. And so when he came to Sioux Lookout, his mind was pretty much blown. And he found this incredible meaning in his life. And it changed him. And he has become one of the biggest leaders in Indigenous rights Mm. in Northern Ontario now. Wow. Let's listen to a bit of your conversation with Dr. Michael Curlew. I remember, um, you know, starting off and, and thinking, man, there's a lot of infections. There's a lot of infectious diseases. I, I don't, I, I remember the first time I saw a person with rheumatic fever, which is a condition that can affect the heart. And I remember in medical school, our professor brought up rheumatic fever in a historical context. I remember the professor took me aside and said, you know what, you're never going to see this in Canada. Like, this is something that people's grandmothers and grandfathers got in years gone by. And I remember early on seeing a patient with rheumatic fever. And I remember thinking, why? Like, why does this child have rheumatic fever? You know, this is like 2007, 2008. And then it happened again. You know what I mean? A few weeks later where I saw another child with rheumatic fever. So Michael did some research, digging into medical texts and journals. And so 110 years ago, when everybody used to have rheumatic fever, when you had the institution of building codes and when you had um, clean water and access to food, those interventions, those equity-driven interventions really reduced the rates of rheumatic fever, right? And that's when it became sort of very real to me. Like it kind of confronts you at that moment that, wow, inequity and injustice can kill you. Like it can literally stop your heart. Wow, that is a powerful statement. Inequity and injustice can kill you. It can stop your heart. Wow. The tough realities of for many who live in under-resourced communities. Tanya, what was it? about the truth of wisdom that you found personified in Michael's story and his journey of being an agent in this community. So Michael was traveling up north and he was traveling in communities and he was finding cases of rheumatic fever and he couldn't believe it. You know, he's like, this was supposed to be an extinct disease. How is it possible? And so when I think of wisdom, I think of the journey that he was on and he continues to be on, and that is his eyes were opened to exactly what it is like to be a First Nations person in this country, especially if you live in 
a community that doesn't have a doctor? Imagine. Imagine living in a community that has no doctor, no high school, no running clean water. How do you fight a global health pandemic without running clean water? No social services, access to social services or mental health or even the job market. Yet that is what he was seeing in all of the communities that he would go and fly into. He would go on emergency flights as well and you know, go see people in absolute dire need. And this, this changed him. He learned. He learned from our people. He learned from elders. He loved speaking to elders. I know he still does. And he learns every day the importance of relationship, of community building, and of inequity, and how, yes, injustice can kill you. So can turning away, looking away. And he knows that Canadian society has done that for so long. Yeah. I know we're, we're, uh, we're up against the clock, but wow, just the frustration of the denial that we continue to be in this country, that we continue to allow communities, people to live in this sort of reality, just, uh, it makes me angry. <laughs> it makes me angry. Thank you so much, Tanya. Make which. That was Tanya Talega of Makwa Creative and also host of the Audible original podcast series, Seven Truths. You can check out the full episode on Audible. Each week, we are walking through one of the seven truths. Next week, we will have Tanya back to talk about honesty through the story of one community that is fighting the city of Winnipeg. You're listening to Toronto This Weekend on 640 Toronto. We'll be right back. <laughs> 